0: welcome back to the TNT podcast where you get your weekly SEC podcast I'm your host Jonathan we've got coach Holmes who's done coaching for the year their high school team sucked so they're not going to the playoffs so he'll be with us full-time giving us more insight on SEC football more strategic advice and also
1: spicy takes well it's also Hard to win when you're the Vanderbilt of the region. But moving on, exciting week of football. We had a bye week last week. It was good time to take off, spend time with the family. Now we're back to action to finish up this season in full form.
0: Yeah, J-Daddy, as I call myself sometimes,
1: mostly at work,
0: had to work the whole week, getting home at 8 every day, every night. Didn't have time. Had to go to sleep, get ready for work next day. But I regress.
1: One second. See if those guys can do it in the future, getting them ready, moving forward. But uh, honestly, Tennessee, it's, it's looking like 98, man. I'm telling you, beating Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, the big task at hand is beating Georgia to get to the SEC championship, but they do not need to overlook Kentucky. But this offense – and Henning Hooker is showing why he should be the Hosman winner this year. Moving
0: on to the next game. I'll preface this game with Is LSU good? Question mark.
1: Man, this this is this was a strange game to me because LSU has not it's been a roller coaster for Brian Kelly in his first year, lost to Florida State. Played not so great game against Auburn, but came out in Jordan Hare, then goes to um then goes to uh the swamp and wins that game and then comes in and beats Ole Miss. Top. But they ten, also lost t- t- to Tennessee. Yeah. Pretty they, bad. Yeah, bad. They lost Tennessee. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. And at times you're like, man, this team's really bad. Then you're like, Man, this team's really good. Man, this team's really bad. Man, this team's really good. It, it's a point where I think the guys are starting to click, and I like the comment Daniel Daniel said. He goes, "November's are four contenders, and he's getting them ready." It's almost November, and you know September's been their been their real struggle, and they haven't struggled much in October. And if you make a run for it, there's a good shot at something. And again, Jonathan. Their only loss is coming to a really good Tennessee team in the SEC.
0: They got two losses. No, I know. I'm, I'm talking State. about their SEC loss. Oh, only their only SEC, only SEC loss yeah.
1: is to a really good Tennessee team, and yeah.
0: to beat Ole Miss, top ten team, like they did. Right,
1: and and here's the best part is you got Alabama coming into Death Valley this would be a huge statement game for them next week. They don't have it this week. They get a bye week, which is good for them. So does Alabama. And it's going to be, has Alabama really shrunk to the level that they have shrunk to, or is LSU a real contender?
0: All right, moving on. Uh, Missouri and Vanderbilt fight for the worst team in the East, and Drinkwitz gets his first Conference game win of the year. I believe in what Coach Lee does, but man, they've... uh, It's like you're playing with a junior high team and you're playing 7A football.
1: Right. And my favorite play of all time in this game was the linebacker jumping over the running back and sacking the quarterback and causing the uh, scoop and score touchdown. This, to me... Vanderbilt is rising they're getting better and how good they're starting to become it's reminding me of the James Franklin time at Vanderbilt of they're about to get to where they're going to beat some of these SEC teams it's coming and they just need to hold on and keep progressing and getting better and you're seeing it and you're seeing the fight out of them really was pulling for them I thought they were going to win this one and they've come close Um, and it's just a matter of time before they win that first game.
0: Um, as everybody predicted, Alabama mad about the Tennessee game. Mm. Beat Mississippi State thirty to six. I saw that their favorite target had only one catch that night. I mean, they locked him down.
1: Right, and this was the closest thirty to six game I've ever watched. I mean, Mississippi State was moving the ball, just couldn't finish drives. Um. Can't tell you how many times I saw him get into a fourth and short situation to where a quick pass that Will Rogers has hit has come completed multiple times throughout the year, and they just dropped it. And the receivers just weren't ready. And it's like Mike Leach said: those those players see that A on that jersey, and they got scared, and you you could see it in their eyes. But Mississippi State and what Leach is doing um, for them to be a top twenty four program, I don't think they need to drop any um i think they are out of the top 25 from what i saw but their their game's getting better and I, I think they're gonna be an eight nine win team year this year
0: man texas AM and number one recruiting class 2021 what? people calling in this offseason saying it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and a and M's right there with them.
1: Oh, man. Desmond Howard had them in his four for the playoff. Like, I didn't see it. I, and, and people and we uh, called it. I, I want everybody to hear this. We called it. Week one. Week one. We told y'all what it was going to be about, what was going to happen, how bad it was going to be.
0: I don't know if it's through 75 games. I can't remember the exact stop, but I did see he's got a worse record than someone
1: at this point he's getting paid a lot more than someone was getting to
0: and they're paying him a lot they paid him a lot of money to get out of tallahassee he took a he took a plane out of midnight and uh, man, i uh i think some coaches they just they kind of run their course they're hot and so it's really hard i'm not you know dogging anybody i mean all these coaches i'm about to name making millions of dollars i mean they ain't worrying about going hungry, but I think some of these coaches they get hot and they get these big deals, and then the game changes, and then they can't adapt. First one comes to mind: Will Muschamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, defense coordinator out Auburn goes to Texas, bigger program, and uh, you know he's the biggest. He's the biggest hire after that
1: oh, around the that six oh seven. Yeah, he was the number. He was like one of the number one hires. And, went and to Florida,
0: Florida grabbed him up and. A little over his head, he got out of there. Went to Auburn, DC again. South Carolina's like, hey man, catch your breath. Couldn't get it done. Now he's a uh, he, he's like he, not he's, even a he's a special coor- he,
1: no he's a special teams coordinator for Georgia. As I was say,
0: he's not even DC at Georgia. And you know another guy I think of is you know Jeremy Pruitt, Florida State. Then he goes to Alabama, and he gets to Tennessee. McDonald's bag. I mean downfall. I think Jimbo is just in this category. You know, he started off as an assistant at Florida, or he was at Auburn for a little while. then went to Florida State, and then you know, uh, what's this? Oh God, why can't I think of his Bowden? Yeah. It's like, hey, this is this is my successor,
1: and, and he won. I mean, he won national championship. I mean, won a national championship but at Florida State. Look at the look at the teams he had to play at Florida State compared to the teams he's got to play. My point
0: is, is I'll tell you what, though. Florida State is a program and him as a coach, when that Francois kid got hurt when they were playing Alabama, ain't never been the same. Mm-mm. And then F- Texas A&M bought him. He comes over to Texas A&M, and, I mean, he just hadn't produced. Mm-mm. So I think he's one of those guys. He will be remembered as a good coach, but I think he's he's a little past his problem.
1: Right. I- I'm with you. Now, moving on the other side of the ball, South Carolina and Shane Beamer. I think this Shane Beamer hire has been an excellent hire for South Carolina. He's not He's not going to win championships right now, but he's getting the program and the culture. They're winning games they're not supposed to be winning. Right now, that school just wants to do one, one of two things. That's get to bowl games and beat Clemson. And I think they might be a I, little beat. I, I, I think they will, too. Spencer Rattler there. Rattler's looking a lot more smoother, cleaner in the pocket. The the kids are having fun. Um, looking at...
0: Might be a dark horse for the husband.
1: Let's not go that far.
0: But You said the kids are having fun, so it triggered me.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, He's looking <laughs> loose.
0: He's having a lot of fun.
1: There you go. But Shane Beamer... Great hire moving on. I think he's you know, he's getting a little bit help from dad and they're making the culture that was successful at Virginia Tech starting to be successful at South Carolina.
0: All right, moving on to our little week nine preview. Eleven AM kickoff. I would say, you know, we saw it last week and we're gonna see it this week. This is the this is the battle for the bottom of the West. Um you know Texas a and is probably lumped in there but they beat Arkansas Auburn has not had a great start they're three and four took a bye week have a little off the field trouble some kids wanting to transfer out Arkansas has lost some heartbreakers I mean they lost to Bama lost to A&M they go over to BYU get a good quality win had a bye week both teams had a bye week we're moving we're going into Auburn Auburn wins this game that's a good way to pivot say hey we got our second sec win let's finish out the year strong uh this is a good way for arkansas to say hey we haven't won at auburn in a long time
1: won at auburn they haven't beaten auburn in seven
0: years i think 2015 they won
1: 2015
0: it was at arkansas so it's
1: been so, so, about yeah. seven years. so about seven years so uh, looking at this one there there's both a lot on the line um i think the loser of this game will not be bowl eligible um and i know that's a bold statement to make but looking at arkansas kj jefferson saying this is personal coming back to auburn since the spike mishap with bo nicks those players talk about how they had so much heart in that game and how they look for this game that game is motivation this week and for auburn it's looking to get back track back on track a lot of their players are making the comments now hey we're you know our our goal now is to have nine wins and that's where they're going and like you said harson a couple players fit the transfer portal for auburn big time players that have played some key downs and it's been very uh not looking so good in his part but again a win this week will set them on the right track, I think, and possibly get them bowl eligible.
0: We got the uh, largest outdoor cocktail festival, CBS 230 kickoff, Florida, Georgia, and Jacksonville. Uh, you know, it's always a good game, but I don't think it'll be a good game this year. I just think, you know, Billy Napier's still new, trying to get the program going. He's had some good wins, played in some close games. However... I think Kirby what he's doing over at Georgia the number 1 Bulldogs I think they come out with an easy win.
1: I'm I'm with you on this. This is uh, Georgia's 22 and a half point favorite. I think uh, you know Anthony Richardson is going to come out and light it up first quarter. I think first quarter is going to be close. Second quarter I, oh, you're going to see Georgia slip away and they take this game personal and for Georgia to get back on track for being a national championship team, this is where they're going to have to go. A bye week last week. I feel like those guys are rested. They've adapted. Got a good game plan this week. I look forward for the Bulldogs to win by 35.
0: Ouch. We we're going to circle back. Auburn, Arkansas, who do you got to win? I'm picking the Hogs.
1: Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be close. Uh, uh, this game's I think, is going to remind me a lot of the LSU game. It's going to be back and forth and – Second half woes just continue to hurt Auburn.
0: Three o'clock game. Missouri goes into Columbia, and uh, it's not their Columbia, the twenty-fifth ranked Gamecocks for the first time since Spurrier was their coach. Uh, man, I think I think the Cox have got a lot of momentum, and I think they take care of business at home. I think they beat these Tigers.
1: I like this game too, Jonathan, with it being a home game in Columbia, South Carolina. The Gamecocks are just going to find momentum. Their they, crowd's back into it. William Bryce Stadium has been bumping. Missouri, they're st- I feel like they're just inching and inching and inching, and they just haven't been able to find that finish. And I think the players are going to – This this is in the part of the season where You've been so close, it just gets so tiring of continuing to work for some players, and I think that's what we're about to get from Missouri. But this, I feel like this is going to be a lot closer. South Carolina is a four-point favorite, but I'm going to go with the Gamecocks winning by touchdown.
0: All right. We got a big game coming up at the 6 o'clock kickoff time, central time. Kentucky at Tennessee. I know, you know, Kentucky hasn't lived up to their standards, but I think this could be a trap game. You know, Tennessee's riding high and mighty. It's just Kentucky. But I tell you what, I mean, I've always thought that Mark Stoops runs a good program. Will Levis was hurt for the South Carolina loss. I'm not going to say that loss was, you know, valid. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to insult the cock fans out there, but I, Kentucky, this is this is gonna be their big game of the year, right? And I think they're gonna go into Knoxville. I don't know if they're. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think it's gonna be a great game, and I, I'm gonna say it's the game of the week. But I got the uh, Volunteers winning this one.
1: Jonathan, I like this matchup. This is gonna be a good matchup, and I and Tennessee you cannot overlook Kentucky. This is a game, and and I know. The game they're really on is the one next week against Georgia. But for Tennessee fans, you cannot overlook a good Kentucky team with probably the best quarterback going into the draft. This guy will light you up. But I'm with you, Jonathan. I think Hendon Hooker has a lot to prove and I feel like this offense is just clicking so well that it's just gonna be too much for Kentucky to match and uh, I'm going to go with a 10-point win for the Volunteers. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a 10-point win. Stoops is going to have his players ready, but I just don't think it's going to be enough.
0: All right. This game that we're going to speak of last, 6.30 kickoff, I feel like the team that isn't supposed to win always wins this game.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Ole Miss goes into A&M.
1: They're only a two-point favorite
0: you know they had a bad loss at LSU they got to get refocused uh, I remember last year they beat Alabama the following week mm-hmm a little hungover and they lose to Ole Miss out at, at, at Ole Miss you know this game you know Ole Miss is uh, a good team they just took a hard loss but they're not out of it Peyton Mm-mm. if they beat Alabama I mean, they still have a chance to Atlanta, so I think Lane Kiffin needs to get his boys focused. Um, I think Jimbo has a lot of talent on that roster, and regardless of the record, he does seem to have them ready for the bigger games. I think this is a bigger game that they're going to be pumped up for. Uh, however, I think Lane takes care of business, gets them refocused. I got the Rebs coming out of the College Station with a dub.
1: Uh, that's a. Jonathan, I, I, I like that call. Um, looking at this, and I'll say this: all of Texas A&M wins this year have been at home, which kind of gives them a little bit of that advantage. Being a night game, you're going to get a good crowd. But you know, with Kiffin making remarks, I feel like this A&M team's going to be ready for them. Uh, they play really good at night. At College Station, it's a deal, too, where is Haynes King or Max Johnson going to be ready? And what type of quarterback and offense are you getting for this game? Again, you know, watching them against Alabama look pretty good. Arkansas, pretty good. South Carolina, not too bad either. But the, the thing what's going to get me is... How disciplined are these Texas A&M players going to be? He's already suspended four. I feel like there's going to be more to come, but I think the Rebs are just going to be too much for him. This is a little personal, I feel like, for Lane Kiffin in the D.C. at Texas A&M. He used to be the D.C. at Ole Miss. He was mad that he left for money purposes, and I feel like Kiffin's going to take every shot at him. I'm going to go with the Rebs by 21.
0: There he goes. All right, Nick's on. We're going to go to our uh, our discussion segment. Question of the night, Peyton, is why don't you give me two teams. Mm -hmm. Which fan base would you say, which two fan bases would you say out of all 14 teams in the SEC is the happiest thus far?
1: (laughs) Well, if there's two right now, I'm going Georgia and Tennessee. Um, Georgia just winning national title, still a top tier team, still playing at the top level, and then you got Tennessee beating Alabama for the first time in fifteen years. Um, finally getting to dust off the old cigar box and getting to try that old cigar that's been sitting for fifteen years and throwing the goalposts in the river. It's a tradition that hadn't been done. Like think about this, Jonathan. The last time tennessee beat alabama i think we were in middle school yes yeah like how How? and you have a kid and like we both have adult jobs we both got graduated college and had got master's degree like it's it's been that long so i feel like this fan base is on the right track if i have to go number three i'm going south carolina oh uh, you had i said two well okay
0: because you're trying to steal my answer. Go ahead. Go ahead. My answer is Tennessee. Because mm-hmm. when I think of top five programs in the SEC, historically, Tennessee is there. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been performing right r- within the last two, three decades. Hi, I'll give them two. I mean, the Fulmer years, they were very competitive. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's m- probably my number one. Um, like you said, they beat Alabama. They're a top five team. Uh, it feels like 98. I mean, their fan base is... And this doesn't feel like a gimmicky, you know? In you know, 2016, they beat Georgia, and they had a good right. run. But
1: and it, it wasn't it the Georgia team that we have now. Sputtered out. Uh, my number two, I'm not going to go Georgia. I think Georgia's...
0: I think Georgia's always felt this way, I think. <laughs> you know, they've got their national championship, but they feel like they should have had, like, four or five more. And it kind of like... They've kind of gotten in the Alabama fan. They're, they're just ready for playoff season, where they're like, ah, "Yeah, we're we're winning games," but uh, I didn't like how close it was that last game. You know, they're just complaining, mm. just to complain. I would say my uh, number two favorite, or not favorite, my number two happiest fan base would be South Carolina. I mean, they're getting ranked for the first time in yeah, a long since time since
1: the Spurrier times.
0: You know, they beat Kentucky. That's a good team. Beat a And M you know, maybe the most talented team in the SEC right now. And, you know, Shane Beamer's trying to build a program. They got a young coach, got them in the right direction. Sure, they're not beating, you know, the Georgias, and, you know, they're not Mm -hmm. beating Mm -hmm. the Florida, or they haven't played Florida. But, you know, they're they're on the right track. They're trending up. Right. Something that South Carolina hasn't seen in football in, you know, probably since the early 2010s. So, I would say my two two happiest fan bases would probably be South Carolina and Tennessee. Now, on the flip side, my two most unhappy fan bases, uh, number one might be a shocker, probably not a shocker. It's not going to be the favorite. I think Texas A&M. And the reason is why is the next team I'm about to name, you're going to be like, well, Jonathan, I think they're the most unhappy. No, they went out and Texas A&M went out and they bought this Corvette with all the bells and whistles, and they get and then they start driving it and then they find out it's been in like six accidents, (laughs) and it's (laughs) they didn't check the Carfax. They didn't check the Carfax. It's not performing like they thought it would, and they paid ten thousand dollars more than they should have. I think Texas A&M really hasn't had an identity in the sec since they've joined they've you know this might be insulting but they've kind of just not even been in arkansas you know growing up without texas a and m and sec it was pretty much the big three were auburn alabama lsu and sometimes arkansas Mm -hmm. you know arkansas go to atlanta once every five five. six years a and m's never been to atlanta
1: missouri's been to atlanta
0: twice Mm -hmm. You know, they got mad about Sumlin and they had Johnny Manziel, who was a generational talent and they thought, you know, wow, we really missed out on him. What if we got a a real ball coach, hired a national champion, winning ball coach, paid a lot of money for him to leave in the middle of the night on a jet airplane. And he's got a worse record than Kevin Sumlin. Mm. So I was, I'd pick Texas A&M as my least favorite fan base. Number two. I want to say Alabama because they lost to Tennessee.
1: <laughs> it's not Alabama. Number
0: two, I'd probably say Auburn. Auburn's used to being up at the top of the SEC. Uh good history. Used to beating these teams. Um you know, Auburn fans are just happy if there's a uh if there's a touchdown scored in the quarter. Uh this isn't Auburn football they're used to. I'd say they're a little, a little disappointed. Uh, they like to think they're going to Atlanta at least until November. Uh, That's not the case. Uh, you know, a lot of Auburn fans right now are saying thank God for Bruce Pearl. So,
1: how sad is that? Like, basketball season is what they're looking forward to. Who's your two?
0: Well, two unhappy fan bases. Well,
1: right, I I would agree completely with you, but Tennessee's my. I'm not Tennessee. Texas a and my number one. Auburn's my number two. I I, I could flip flop that too. They're both just so unhappy. But if I had to add one more that we have not discussed about, I'd go Florida. Um, I mean brand new coach, I, I know so. I know brand new coach. I know it's where now. If you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said LSU. Like it was not pretty. Everybody was getting annoyed with Brian Kelly, and then he has this amazing win against Ole Miss. But if I had to pick one, I think Florida. Um, they they for some reason, since Spurrier was there, they just think they're a national championship team every year. They they got the same mindset as Georgia. And I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I think they do. I think they got the same mindset as Georgia's hey, you know, we should be where Georgia is now. We have a better fan base. We have this um, You know, Meyer got them back. Better fan
0: base than Georgia?
1: I think they think that. Stop. Stop. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't
0: go to Columbia often. I don't think I've met a South Carolina fan, but I've never heard them say they have a better fan base than Georgia. I said Florida. Oh, f- okay. Where are you? <laughs> I thought you said South Carolina. No, I said Florida. Oh, okay. That's no, fair.
1: No, I, I, that's, that's where Florida's at right now. And.
0: Makes a lot of sense in all your comments. I thought you were talking about South Carolina. No, you said Spurrier, and I thought South Carolina. No, I'm I'm talking
1: about the Florida Gator Spurrier. But you know, Urban Meyer came in, got it back on track. Everybody was happy, and then the heart incident, and then Muschamp came in, drained it. Greg, or um, oh, who was it? Took him SEC championship two years in a row. McElwain. McElwain. Brilliant, and then you go with Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, who didn't do—I mean, didn't do a great job—but had him up there where they were competing, but just couldn't never get the job done. And this is where I kind of feel that Florida has to be patient, has to let the recruits come in, has to let it happen. Bill Napier's actually not doing a bad job recruiting. I think it's going to get to a point where Florida might get this thing back on track. But don't really know. Saban assistants are either a home run or haven't done real well. Now, here's, here, here's my question. Out of all the saving assistants that we've known of, okay, that have gone on to do other things, we've seen it, I would have to say my, my best two is Jimbo... And Kirby only because they've won national championships. Who would be your best two?
0: Those are my best two. But it's time for spicy takes. Spicy take number one. I think Auburn hires an AD and Brian Harson's fired within two weeks. Ooh. Spang bang.
1: Spicy. Here you go. I think Hinden Hooker throws for five touchdowns against Kentucky. Spicy. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. Spicy state number two. I think the Wildcats. Mm. Webset, Tennessee in Knoxville. I take back what I said. I think they're just they're high on the Alabama Kool Aid. Think nobody can touch them. Mark, Marky Mark Stoops and the Funky Bunch. Kentucky Blue, rides and wins in Knoxville.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Spicy take. I think Arkansas runs a fake spike play Stop. before the half and completes it. Okay.
0: My last space to take goes to Jimbo Fisher being fired before the bowl game if they go to
1: one. Whoa, so you're gonna expect that $95 million buyout.
0: That's like, they got that old money. No, no,
1: no. Unless they're taking military fund money to pay him, there's no way. He gone. I don't believe it. I don't Spicy. They, that's why no, it's spicy. That, it ain't that spicy. That's why it's that's, spicy. That's, that's Carolina Reaper spicy. That's, spicy. that's why it's spicy. I don't see it happening. That's why
0: it's Spicy. Y'all write it down. I, I don't take see it happening. I
1: called how bad he was. I feel like they give him a couple more years.
0: Last spicy take, go.
1: Last spicy take. All right, here we go. Yeah, I got a good one for you. I got a good one. I got a good one. I don't, th- I don't, th- I don't know if you're going to like it. We'll see.
0: You didn't like mine. So go ahead.
1: Missouri. Stop. Claims that. Columbia, Missouri's better than Columbia, South Carolina.
0: You think the Tigers win?
1: You know, I'm I'm gonna go with Drinkwits. Go Tigers.
0: That's spicy. Hey, but anyway, thanks for stopping in.
1: Hope you have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next week.